baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 903 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn joining us in studio. A couple of good friends of mine, Sam Brand, former Morgan State University standout basketball player and head coach of the St. Francis Panthers, Nick Miles. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on, man? Good morning, morning, morning. I'm glad to have you in studio now. You guys always put together some classics. This one is the second annual, a very mellow classic. It's going to be Saturday. Games are at 3, 4, 36, and 7.30 uh, at Towson University. Sam, you, uh, you're you with Team Mellow, uh, director there. Tell us all about this. Um, so last year was our first year with the event. We have a rich tradition in our city of national level, competitive high school hoops. Um, you know, this event is uh, carrying on that tradition. Uh, we're bringing five of the top 25 teams to the uh, in the country um, Towson University this Saturday, and we have our local powers, um, you know, top teams in the area, St. Francis, um, Mount St. Joe, and Mount Carmel competing against them. Uh, really excited um, to see everybody out Saturday. I got to say, it's pretty impressive with the uh, how you get these schools from all over the country. What's it take to get this together, like get schools from nationally to come to Baltimore for an event like this? Uh, I would say first you have to start with the tradition. Um, Baltimore basketball, this is it, it's it's in the water, as they say, in the area. Yeah. Uh, just something that we value a lot here. So through the, our history, we've had great players and created some relationships around the country. Our program competes on the EYBL circuit, which is the spring and summer um, circuit where the top players in the country um, play with these different uh, Nike-sponsored teams. Uh, to be recruited in college. So we have some connections through that. Um, but really, the, the connection to a national-level basketball starts with the tradition and rich history of Baltimore High School yeah, basketball. I get that. I'm from New York City. It reminds me of – yeah. It's a strong here. When I lived, I, mean, from, I lived in Manhattan and, you know, West 4th Street and, and 6th Avenue in the oh, village, yeah. where everybody comes to watch guys play street ball. It, it seems like it's the same here. We're- so we have Lujai coming down from up there as well. So Lujai is uh, Long Island Lutheran is uh, the number three team in the country right mm-hmm. now. Um, and Carmelo's son is there. Um, Kyan Anthony, who will be playing in the last game oh, on cool. Saturday at Towson. So awesome. a little, little added to it. But, yeah, New York City basketball, Baltimore yeah. basketball, the the way it's just such a part of the community, we it share is. in that. Yeah. Well, before I ask my question, well, Carmelo's son said he's been lighting his ass up. So what's Melo got to say about that? Because he said he's tripping, right? Well, I, I know Nick and I will have a different perspective than uh, Kyan did on this thing okay. here. Right. And so this is a kid that I've coached. I watched him grow up. Kyan is an unbelievable player, really excited for the area to get to see Melo's son and how great he's gotten with the game. But Nick and I saw Melo growing up, and that there was a, he said he didn't get good until he was 17. Now he got better at 17, but Melo was a pretty, pretty, pretty tough ball player uh, growing up. So. What about the rest of the talent that's that's coming out? Because that's the, you know, look, you could, we could talk about the big names, the reason you come out. There are certain names and certain guys you want to see play. I remember going to a couple different tournaments around here locally, and I know you guys put on a great one. 
um, and just seeing some of the top tier talent, some of the guys that are playing in the league right now. So yeah. you have a chance to watch these guys. Uh, that's one of the biggest draws of the event. Um, you know, ha- having these talented guys. So a uh, guy who was choosing between Duke, um, Baylor, and North Carolina, I believe, were his final three. He chose Baylor. VJ um, Escombe is at uh, Long Island Lutheran as well. Um, but Paul is six, um, who will be coming up to face St. Francis. So w- what I love about these matchups is Paul the six has this national draw and appeal. They got these guys. Uh, Darren Harris is a senior there that's going to Duke, who um, is one of the better shooters in the country. And then, uh, you know, St. Francis, who is perennially a national power, is playing them. Um, and I, I think that some people, not me, but some people think that, all right, this is not a year St. Francis can compete with a school like Paul VI. They got all the star power. But if you know Baltimore basketball, you know Nick Miles and St. Francis, you know it's going to be uh, – they're going to give them everything they want um, this Saturday at Towson. So the star power mixed with the – Baltimore uh, tradition, um, the same thing in the Sidwell Friends versus Mount St. Joe matchup. Sidwell, nationally ranked program. Um, this year, Mount St. Joe is not nationally ranked, but we all know what a you know a Baltimore power brings to the table. So it's like you know that's the allure of this event. Um, we have this, these national, uh, nationally competitive guys that you'll see in the NBA one day. Say, and, I, I, I want to stop and, you and for a second because we got we got the two coaches. We got Nick Miles of. St. Francis Academy on the line right now. There we go. Well, we have uh, Pat, uh, Clatchy, Coach Clatchy from Mount St. Joe. How you doing, Coach Clatchy? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. I was doing well. Uh, glad to have you both on MIAA as well as uh, Baltimore Catholic uh, League uh, uh, contenders. Now, first of all, with you, Nick, uh, outstanding season by anyone's standards, but I know you at 20-6, and six, you probably uh, want to be even a little bit better than that. Uh, it's been going well so far. Uh <laughs> And, you know, in a very, very tough MIAA uh, BCL. I mean, we're happy where we're at right now, uh, but we got some ways to go. There you go. Uh, Coach Clatchy, your team 9-1 in the conference, 22 overall, 22-2 and two overall. Uh, how's your season been going? Uh, actually, we're 24-3. and three, So, so far, pretty good. But like Coach Miles said, you know, people remember what you do at the end of the season, not during. Uh, tell us about this matchup that you have uh, on Saturday. Uh, sit well, friends. Terrific program. Uh, has turned out two NBA players recently in uh, Josh Hart, Sadiq Bey. Um, been nationally ranked for the last couple of years. Uh, three really good players and a terrific coach. Um, you know, looking forward to a, you know, highly competitive game. Um, you know, and just, just hats off, uh, you know, for Sam and his group, you know, having the event. I, I listened to some of the previous uh, conversation and you know Baltimore basketball. We we don't we don't take a backseat to anyone. You know, a few years ago, uh, Nick and his team knocked off Oak Hill. Sam and his team knocked off IMG. And there was a team from Baltimore last year, Mount St. Joe, knocked off the number one team in the country in Montbert. So Baltimore basketball has always has always been good, and I believe will continue to do so. Coach Miles, talk about your matchup a little bit on Saturday. Uh, we're excited to get a chance, you know, to play one of the top teams in the country. Uh, we we pride our brand about, you know, playing national competition and uh, just showing them what Baltimore's all about. Now, uh, Coach Brand, you got about 30 seconds. Tell us again about the event and how people can get tickets. Uh, you can get tickets online at our IG page at Team Mellow Basketball. 
Um, it's this Saturday. First game tips off at 3 o'clock, 3, 4.30, 6, 7.30. Towson University will be on fire. Can't wait to see these legendary coaches in Baltimore basketball show that we are, as Coach said, the best town in the country. Sam Brand, Nick Miles, Pat Clatchy. Thank you, gentlemen, very much, man. Looking forward to this event on Saturday. All right, man. Love on. Appreciate right. you guys. Man. Go you guys. Yeah. Kevin Willard, head basketball coach of the University of Maryland, joins us at 945, but on the other side, it's the Daily Line with Jeremy Kahn. Yeah, we'll go over what happened last night. Had a decent night with props, kind of split in the other plays. Um, we'll go over the calls. Had a couple of good ones there, too, uh, with total, so it was a nice night overall. And uh, we'll do that coming up next in the Daily Line. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I jumped ahead of myself. I must be ready to get out of here, Joe. <laughs> Baltimore Orioles sale. Uh, it is imminent from uh, several media outlets. Joining us right now from Baltimore Sun, BaltimoreSun.com. He is Jacob Calvin Meyer. What's going on, Jacob? Nothing much. Nothing to uh, take the sting off of Ravens lost in the news yesterday. Eh? Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's almost like it was It was almost like it was planned. You know, you're you talking about the fix being in. You know, it, just a couple of days after the loss, uh, still looking at our wounds, and we hear that the Baltimore Orioles are being sold. What do you know about this sale, and what can Baltimore Orioles fans expect? Yeah, geez, that, those are the million-dollar questions, aren't they? Um, in terms of what to expect, frankly, at this point, anything that anybody would say would be speculation. Um, I know there's a lot of excitement from the fan base, and, and for good reason. This team um, you know, obviously has not won a World Series under the Angelos family. They've had very few winning seasons under the Angelos family. And uh, most recently, despite the team's, you know, amazing success last season, uh, they rank near the bottom of the league in, in payroll. And so um, it's not a surprise that, uh, you know, most of the fan base saw the news yesterday and, and started popping bottles. Um, but at this point, in terms of what to expect, there's not a lot to know. I think from this point forward, we're still looking at, some more details coming out about the agreement and who, who else is involved, right? We obviously know that David, David Rubenstein will be the, the control person uh, of the team. He'll, he'll currently own, you know, 40% of the team. And then, and then the, uh, the rest of the 30% um, that the Angelos family owns would go to him after Peter Angelos dies. Um, but who else is involved? There have been, um, you know, the Baltimore Sun has a, a couple of sources saying that Cal Ripken, um, is one of those people who's expected to be involved and there are others as well. So kind of just waiting for those names to come out. And then I believe next week um, the MLB owners have a meeting uh, in Orlando and, and perhaps they will discuss it there before anything is approved. The, I believe it's 75% of the league's owners would have to approve uh, a sale of the team. So I guess for people listening, there's a lot of confusion from the fan base and, and like just about the process, you mentioned you know Peter having to pass before he gets the rest of the uh, percentage of the team and all. But even without th- th- that thrown in, this takes a, quite a while before we see anything. Doesn't it? First, I mean they have to be approved by the owners, then the sale takes you know kind of months and months to complete. So I mean, it, would we see anything in a, like really near future? 
No, I, I don't. I, I think I think we're. If I had to guess, I would. I wouldn't say that anything would 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 happen too too soon. I think a lot of people saw this, you know, and obviously people on social media on Twitter are gonna kind of overreact to the news and you know, are joking about, you know, expecting long-term extensions for Adley Rutschman and, and, and Jackson Holiday, you know, tomorrow. Um, yeah. You know, it, again, it's speculation on how, how David Rubenstein's going to run this team and, and whether he'll um, increase payroll. Frankly, it's going to be hard to, to decrease payroll considering how low it's been in recent years. But, um, you know, in terms of the impacts on the team and the organization – in the calendar year 2024, my guess, again, speculation would be uh, probably minimal. But once once you start getting through this process of, okay, teams change hands, the MLB owners approve it, and then especially, you know, after after Peter Angelos dies, he's 94 years old, um, you know, that, then you would have that next step in the process. But uh, once the sale is approved, you know, David Rubenstein is expected to be the, the control person of the uh, of the team. Yeah, it was kind of a kind of a weird day with everything coming down and, and, and the optimism of, of all that could happen and what could be. You know, as they're moving forward, it, it is kind of interesting. And, and you're talking about, you know, people have brought up free agents that already left. So you're not expecting any sort of big swing and diving in and signing anybody that's out there unless it's something that was already in the plans. And we've kind of talked about power. It sounds like Rubens, uh, Rubenstein will have that power to make the decisions moving forward. Yeah, well, I guess whenever this is approved, however long that takes, for the MLB owners to approve it and for everything to be signed on the dotted line, the understanding would be um, that he would be the control person. You know, again, when it, when it comes to everything else regarding payroll and, and contracts, you know, I know, I know payroll is a sticking point for a lot of people, you know, in the fan base when you've been, um, despite their success last year, when you've been in the bottom three in payroll for the last five, six years, um, you know, when you see the team having the success that they've had and, and you see reports about how they're one of the most profitable MLB teams because of, of their super low payroll, that makes people really kind of focus on, okay, well, is, is this guy going to increase payroll? It, it, would be, it would be weird for a local billionaire to buy an MLB franchise and not spend more money than being bottom three in the league in payroll, frankly. But at the same time, you know, owners of professional teams and, and billionaires sometimes do, <laughs> sometimes do weird things. And, um, you know, Dave Rubenstein was, is a local guy, played Little League Baseball in Baltimore, went to Baltimore City College. He's wanted to own the Orioles for a long time. Um, and, and you know, his, his wealth, I think Forbes projects it at $3.7 billion. Um, that's almost double what, what the Angelos family's wealth is. Um, I think Peter Angelos, the last time it was projected, was at around $2 billion. And so that $3.7 billion number, again, net worth isn't, you know, an end-all, be-all in how much you're willing or capable of spending um, you know, the Steinbrenner family, you know, their net worth is similar to, to that. And obviously you see them spend much more for, for other reasons. And so that 3.7 numbers is sort of middle of the pack as it comes with, with MLB owners. It's, it's nothing like Steve Cohen with the Mets who has a net worth of like 20 billion, but you know, it is a step up from, from where they've been uh, under the Angelos family. There he is. Uh, Jacob Calvin Meyer. Jacob, uh, tell folks how they can follow you. If there's anything else breaking on social media. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at jcalvinmeyer and then all of the work everybody's doing at the Baltimore Sun. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you, man. You know, it's funny. We I guess because it's relevant, we talk about what the guy went to high school. He did go to college. He went to Duke University. Mm-hmm. <laughs> went to Duke and he went to Chicago Law School. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went to two colleges, right? City and Duke. <laughs>
Yeah. You're on a roll today. Let me tell you. I wish he'd roll up out of here. I'm trying to, Get back but you keep telling food. people the wrong segment's coming up. I got to do another tease for this? Yeah, How am I supposed tease. to tease what I already teased, Rob? Liddy in Baltimore. What's up, Liddy? Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Um, I missed the subtle portion. I'm good. I can't complain. I got to give a shovel out to Dave from Salisbury. Now, no disrespect to y'all. I haven't listened to y'all all week. And I haven't watched no sports because I've been in my feelings like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> but when the Ravens first lost, when the Ravens first lost, the, one of the first people, Jeremy, I don't know why he came to my mind, was Dave from Salisbury. Bro, I listened to y'all this morning, and the first person on there is Dave from Salisbury talking, making excuses why the Ravens lost. And another thing I want to say, the, um, the Rob and Jeremy. Um, oh, Ed, yeah. one more thing. That steak, that steak tonight at, at, at my Washington Tavern, it's mm-hmm. everything. I love that stick, bro. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. But one thing I do want to say before I get off real quick is that I love my O's, and it's so good to see a dude from Park Kites who went to City on the hometown team. Yeah. That makes me believe. And you can do anything in Baltimore. Y'all have a blessed day. Love it, man. That's great. <laughs> I love that he said, man, I didn't get the call yesterday. <laughs> it was in my field. feels like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> Called himself out. Yeah. <laughs> in case you all didn't know, Kevin Willard, head basketball coach of the Maryland Terps, would join us at 945. And now it's time for the Daily Line. You ain't got nothing to say to you. Hey, I'm going to tell you about these games coming up. Yesterday, kind of a mixed bag. Tonight, got a lot of college games that I like, a lot of NBA games. We'll talk about it. That's coming up next in the Daily Line right here on 1057 The Fan. All right. As Joe is efforting to get one of the, the highlights from the Nova game, uh, they weren't great highlights. There weren't a lot of them, right, Joe? They're short clips. And um, I wanted to talk about this game a lot because these are spots that I look for that people are, oh, it's an easy bet. And you would have been on the easy bet side. You would have been right. And what I'm going to explain is, so first off, let me give you a, a scenario. Yeah. Villanova's playing Marquette. Right. They played earlier in the year at Marquette. I think Nova lost by like 13. Villanova had lost four games in a row coming into this game. Marquette had won four games in a row coming into this game. Marquette's the ninth-ranked team in the country, and they were a a one-and-a-half-point underdog. So if you see a team that's on a four-game losing streak that's favored by a a point-and-a-half over the ninth-ranked team in the country, and there's nothing that stands out, nothing that shows, like, what the hell is going on here? One of their players was hurt, but again, to me, it wasn't even that big of a deal for Marquette, that is. But they're still one-and-a-half-point dogs, and I was telling everybody, I was like, hey, anybody that would listen to me is like, Villanova's the right side of this, guys. you got to be on it. It wasn't. Yeah. Villanova lost. Well, they, it, go look at the first half. Villanova battled back, um, but they got down like 30 to 11 and then came all the way back, cut it to like seven at the half, and then they eventually lost the game. But the reason I bring it up is more times than not, those spots are very profitable because people look at those lines and go, oh my God, it's too easy. How are you not taking them? Now, for the too easy Marquette mm-hmm. crowd, you got it. You got it right. right. But I'm telling you, in these spots, more times than not, it's not going to go in your favor. I don't want, I don't want to throw your segment off, but... Is this because Jay Wright's gone, that they're not? Um, I mean, there's been a little fall off from that. Um, they haven't, they scuffled a little bit. They, they they don't look like the same team. They're not finishing as much um, offensively. Defensively, they're pressed that they still do. They still do a lot mm-hmm. of those things. But, um, but yeah, it's a new coach that's kind of going to implement what he wants. And Jay Wright, Jay Wright was one of the best coaches in the country. Period. He was my favorite. Yeah. You know, I wonder, do you know where his first coaching job was? Was it Brooklyn Tech? My other school, oh, University of Rochester. Rochester. He was an assistant up there. Yeah. 
Yeah, look, I, I think the world of him. I think he's a great coach. Smart he, guy. He'd send that guy into a single mom's house, and he's going in to recruit a kid. That kid's going to Villanova. <laughs> Sharp-ass son of a... God. GQJ. Yeah, GQJ. So, I do want to talk... All right, so the rest of yesterday, and just talking about that Nova game, I look for spots like that. I even wrote to the subscribers, like, this line stinks, everything I just told you guys. But the other games I was on last night, I had the over in the Ohio State-Illinois game. Hit it. Over in uh, Boston College-Syracuse. Hit it. I had Ball State. They blew the game, and I had the Knicks-Jazz over, in which the Jazz didn't score. Knicks did enough. The Knicks-Nova uh, kids. Knicks-Nova. You like that? The Jalen Brunson. It was so funny. Brunson's Collins, really become a, a, yeah. a force, man. Colin Sexton was talking some smack to him last night, and uh-huh. Brunson's just laughing at him. Like, come on, dude. You're Colin Sexton. Get out of here. <laughs> what do you want, man? You go ahead and score. Go score your 25 points on a team that's going to lose 60 games this year. Mm-hmm. And talk your smack. That's fine. But uh, I, I, Josh Hart with a triple-double last night. Dante DiVincenzo yeah. was the leading scorer. Jalen Brunson had a great game. So, yeah, very, very solid team. DiVincenzo. Let's, yeah, the big ragu. All right, let's look <laughs> at uh, tonight because some other spot, like kind of some swings and misses last night for me, especially on my uh, secondary plays. But uh, as far as tonight in the NBA, I think Houston's in a great spot against the Pelicans. I'm interested in the Detroit-Cleveland over. I like the Nets here against the Suns. Suns have been on a, a nasty-ass road trip. Playing a lot of good teams. They've beaten a lot of good teams. or They've, they've won a lot of tough games. And then now they get another one with the Nets who have uh, Ben Simmons back. Mm-hmm. KD's returned there. That should be a fun one. I think the Nets play some inspired basketball. Spencer Dinwiddie, all those guys. Uh, since Dinwiddie got in the starting lineup, they've been playing much, much better. Um, and I think the Heat are an interesting spot against the Kings. Where are we looking for college hoops today? Because um, there's a ton. I think... Louisiana Lafayette, or as I like to call them, ooh-la-la. Ooh-la-la, favored by 12 against Louisiana Monroe. Florida, Kentucky, total in the game, 171.5. Not high enough. These Kentucky, these two teams just played not that long ago. Tough game. I took a tough L in that one. Um, But when you, you look at the matchup, they score, score, score. It's nonstop, guys. It's just like it's a blur when these two teams play, and I, I think this game gets scored I wouldn't be surprised if we're closer to 200 than we are 171 and a half. What about this UConn-Providence game? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough spot. 12 man. and a half? It's a big number, but like I would sit here and tell you that as you're looking, UConn is so good, especially when they're at home. And that's a, it's a really tough matchup. Now, I know a lot of people are probably going to go, that line's too big. And I get it. I totally get it, but... I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not touching the game tonight because I think it's probably just about right. But there are games that I, I really do. I think Central Florida, UCF, they're in an upset spot against Baylor. Eastern Carolina is a good matchup. New Mexico is a heavy favorite over Boise. And one more, I want to throw at you real quick. Mm-hmm. One of the lowest totals of the night is 116 between Notre Dame and Virginia. Where do you think I'm telling you to go? Go under that total. One of them teams ain't hitting 50. They just Notre Dame and, and Virginia have been playing at a snail's pace. The offense is offensive at times. Really good defense. Take the under of one sixteen. There you go. Did UConn retain their entire team or something? Had they, they they won the championship last for the, year? For the, they they lost the one kid that went to the Rockets, right? Right, um, right. but they they brought in the. Um, they had some transfers too. Yeah, transfers and yeah. recruits. It's they didn't they didn't lose a ton. Let's yeah. put it that way. I'm saying well, they have to, I mean after you know winning it all, they're still number one in the country right now. Who was the big time the local kid? He was a scorer that went to UConn. Um, 
I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, but that's what I got for you today, Rob. I did want to tell people, too, um, this this Thursday, tomorrow, I'll be at the Green Turtle in Canton. So come on down for our Gambling 101, doing a lot of cool things down there. We're going to go over the big game and talk about prop bets, all kinds of stuff. We can talk some about the regulations that might come down in gambling, where they're I don't know how much it'll affect us, but you're going to see less commercials going on uh, TV about it. And Joe even alluded to it in the Super Bowl. You're not going to see as many. Uh, Players drafted by them. uh, Who? Cam Whitmore? No, Whitmore didn't go to UConn. Whitmore went to uh, Villanova. Villanova. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. We were just talking about Villanova. Okay. But who went? I thought UConn lost somebody. UConn did lose somebody. They lost uh, the kid that went to the Pelicans. Jordan Hawkins? Jordan Hawkins. Okay, yeah. Good player. In a little bit of minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm like a Baltimore kid. I don't know a Baltimore kid. You call. Yeah, what no, more, more with the going over? Yeah, Spalding kid. Then what? I think it's Spalding. Yeah. Then. Before you and I, we were talking about Villanova, and that was one of my top plays last night that did not work out. So there you go. There you go. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. So uh, lots of opinions. I think people woke up late this morning, Joe. Cause we talked about it early. <laughs> it was like ghost town. Like, are people apathetic about this? Then we talked about it again at the seven o'clock, and then brrr, everybody called in. <laughs> late rises this morning. They have, yeah. <laughs> late rises this morning. I envy them. <laughs> I do too. Well, they probably envy us when at ten o'clock, and they just start their day. Really, just start their day. They were probably the envy. Yeah. Well, you got to do today, Jeremy Con, with your life man shirt on. Oh, I'm going to Life Med. I'm going to get a shot in my ass. Get another T-shirt, another sweatshirt? I, yeah, hopefully. I love Are they going to have some new T-shirts this year? They do. They already got some. You ain't got them yet? You ain't copped them yet? I get them before they drop, Rob. They drop? I got to go over there. Right, I'm going over there as well. Right, I need some swear. I, want my, I can't wear my Life Med stuff now. Why? Too big? Too big. It looks ridiculous. Oh, you look ridiculous. It looks stupid. Like you wear your big brother's clothes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just looks dumb. I always wear things that are too big for me, so now it just makes me think Ed thinks I look dumb all the time. Mm, he thinks you look dumb anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you look dumb. God, I don't wish we were on TV for some of the faces today. Ed went, Ugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, so I got Life Med, and then uh, um, I've got a meeting here, and then some, some running around to do, but I'll, I'll be uh, diving into... It's a big NBA slate tonight, which I love Wednesdays, which is probably why you love Thursdays in hockey, right? Tuesdays and Thursdays, yep. Yeah, so I, I love Wednesday nights in the NBA. Except this week, All-Star game, so nothing going on. So nothing's going on. Tonight's man. the last game. I did kind of like Nashville tonight, by the way, but I didn't make an official play in NHL. They're playing the Kings. Yep. Uh, someone said Cam Spencer plays at UConn now with the boys Latin. Okay. No, that's not who I was saying. I, I knew that's not who I, I was thinking of Cam Whitmore. You think about Cam, I knew you think yeah, about yeah. Cam Whitmore. And the uh, the Terps play, they play on, uh, they're at Michigan State Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Coach Kevin Willard join us on the other side right here on The Fan. 947 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on The Fan. Joining us right now, courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline, head men's basketball coach for the Maryland Terps, he is Kevin Willard. What's going on, Coach? Morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. Coming off of two good wins at Iowa against Nebraska. And now you face a guy who last night just picked up his uh, 700th career win in Tom Izzo. Um, is is facing a, a, a legendary coach like that, 
is your game plan a little bit different? Because not only are you uh, competing against, uh, or I should say game plan against players, but the coach, or is it the same as everybody else? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think Coach Izzo is a little bit different just because of yeah. being an Hall of Famer and obviously um, just the fact that I have so much respect for what he's done at Michigan State and the consistency that he's had that program at. So right. I think I don't think you prepare differently. I just think, you know, you're – it's a bigger game just because it's an unbelievable opportunity to go against such a such a great coach. I was about to ask you that. Is it like when you were a player, when you went up against the better players, uh, the adrenaline got flowing a little bit more? Is it like that going up against a, a Tom Izzo as a coach? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, 100%. I just think it's, uh, you know, it's like, I think it's what's really unique about this conference is that you have we have quite a few guys that you go up and say, all right, I mean, these guys are <laughs> at the pinnacle of the profession. So, But Coach Izzo, 700th win on his birthday, I think is pretty special. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, does it make it any um, more special that it's they, they all took place in, in one school? Uh, y- yeah, I do. I think it's amazing. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, if you go into their practice facility and you see the fact that the consecutive NCAA tournaments, uh, obviously the national championship and, and the final fours, but I think the fact that he's been so consistent at, at one place, you know, shows you how great of a coach he is. It also shows you, you know, how dedicated Michigan State is to basketball. Yeah. Hey, Coach, talk to me about Jameer Young. I just feel like he's been playing some amazing basketball here as of late. And, you know, when you look at what he was able to do against some of these top-tier teams, even the game against Michigan State when you guys came back, um, and that had to be a really, really tough loss because they had two runs in it, and you guys battled so hard, and it yeah. just felt like it slipped through your hands. But but what are your thoughts on the way Jameer's playing? Yeah, Jameer has been fantastic. I mean, I think, uh, obviously, I've only been here two years, but, you know, him being really our first recruit and a guy that's been – just the backbone of this program for the last two years. He, he gives everything every night. He's just a, he's a little bit of a throwback player where, you know, team really does come first. He loves Maryland. He loves his teammates. Um, he goes out there and plays, you know, gives it his all every game. And it's not for Jameer. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's for his teammates and it's for the program. So I think he's really laid down an unbelievable foundation for us. Um, just being so unselfish with his work ethic. Here with head coach uh, Kevin Willard, coach of the Maryland Terps, joining us on the most big bad morning show on the fan. I just want to throw a little tidbit out there. Did you know he was Steve Mariucci's roommate in college? Who? Izzo. Oh, Izzo, yeah. yeah. I knew that. That's why he has that football my, background. Okay, yeah. 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 They were best co-host. friends growing up. You know, they used to babysit my old co-host kids. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> coach, uh, <laughs> coach, just one thing. I mean – you went out and gave up 51 points against Nebraska. Nebraska just came off of games where they lost and scored 76. They lost and scored 82. And then they scored 75 and 83, respectively, in two back-to-back wins. And to hold them to 51, to me, was a heck of an accomplishment. And we've seen that defense kind of turn around each of the last four games. Um, are they just? Is it the difference of just buying in and understanding better? Uh, or is it just my imagination that you guys are playing better defense now? No, I mean, I think it's the fact that, you know, I, I think more – I mean, we're the sixth-ranked defensive team in the country. So right. we've been pretty good defensively all year. I just think the biggest difference now is that, you know, our young guys and our new guys are really understanding what we're trying to do defensively. Mm-hmm. So it's it takes time. When, you, when you're playing freshman and, and, you're, and you have a complicated system, it just takes them a little time to understand what's going on. And same thing with transfers, you know. 
we had two guys transfer in that, you know, play totally different defensive systems. And now that they understand what we're doing, you know, they're not hurting us. They're really helping us. And, um, you know, we, we gave up 17 points in the second half to Michigan State. Uh, you know, on the road at Iowa, holding them to the lowest lowest point total. So uh, it's just the fact that w- the new guys that you know, whether they're freshmen or transfers, they really understand the system, and now they're 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 helping us tremendously instead of hurting us. Talking about Michigan State, I, I felt like things changed for them with Malik Hall when he came back and went in the uh, the starting lineup, and you're seeing what he's capable of doing. W- what do you think of this Michigan State team after seeing them once? What type of changes do you need going into this game? Or, or uh, yeah, I mean, adjustments. Yeah, I I agree. That Malik Hall has been a, a difference maker for them. He just he just gives them a guy that can score in their low post. Um, you know, last night against Michigan, they went down there five straight times when they needed a bucket, and he got buckets four out of the five. Um, I just think he gives them an insurance blanket. You know, and and he hurt us in the first half and the in the first game. Um, for us, we we got to find a way to score. They're they're physical defensively. They hit you. They chuck you. They grab you. Um, on the road, they get away with a lot of fouling. So we just got to be more physical on the offensive end, get the ball into into Julian Reese a little bit more than we did the first game. Uh, here with head coach Kevin Willett, Maryland Terrence men's basketball coach. All right, coach, this question is uh, off the beaten path a little bit. When when you're not you know working or, or prepping your team, what team this year do you like watching the most? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, I, I, I hate to say it, I, I, I watch my Seton Hall Pirates uh, every game. I haven't missed a game unless I think I've missed one because we were playing at the same time. But uh, my guy, Shaheen Holloway, who took over for me, is doing a phenomenal job. He's, uh, he's got that program right back to where it was. And, um, you know, Kadari Richmond's playing at a super level. They won at the Paul last night. So I, I'm a little biased. I just, I, I'll just always be a Pirate uh, and seeing what Shaheen Holloway's doing. Uh, I'm also watching George Mason because uh, one of my former assistants is down there. So I got I got five assistants who are now head coaches. So that's awesome. Uh, I, I like I watch a lot of basketball because I, I take a lot of pride in what what my former assistants are doing. Did you say you were a Knicks fan? When we first talked, yes. right? I, I am a I am a diehard Knicks fan. So, I am. so am I. Can you believe they won like eight in a row and fourteen oh, out of sixteen? Oh my goodness! Is this what today turned into? Tibbs, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I, they have they have a great staff. I think they've made some really good uh, moves in the off season. Mm-hmm. And J- Jalen Brunson is just he's turned himself into one of the better players yeah. in the league. Yeah, yeah. Hey, all those Villanova you know, kids now have somewhere to go when they want to play in the NBA. It's great. Yeah, they, they gave they gave me a lot of losses when I was at Seton Hall, but now that they're winning games, I I, I, I fell in love with them. So I can't be mad at them. Hey, Jeremy, do you do you do, is it me or does it feel like Coach Willett sat up in his chair when Ed asked about the Knicks? He perked up. Ed yeah. perked yeah. up. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Ending. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, good luck to you on Saturday, man. I appreciate, guys. Always good talking to you. Absolutely, Thanks, Coach. I leaned up a little bit. I'm excited. <laughs> he leaned like, in. Every so eight in a row, they won 14 out of 16. Nothing. Crickets. I didn't know I was supposed to respond. <laughs> We're going to hang that banner right now. Knicks, 14 out of 16. It's going to no, go right good. next to the Lakers' uh, in-season tournament. But day. Julius Randle's hurt now, so you don't know how long he's going to be out. Brunson's really stepped up, though. It's like they, they really got stuff up. I think, isn't Vinny a Knicks fan? No, Knicks fan? Uh, I thought he was a Knicks fan. You're a Knicks, Knicks fan? fan? Knicks, I, yeah, Knicks. I thought he was Knicks fan. So now you got something to talk about when we end the show. Vinny and Hitty up next. <laughs> <laughs> Have yourselves a safe and wonderful day. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 